But a revolution is a narrow passage where myriad perspectives all somehow converge in however precarious a balance on some collective strategy. Everyone would have starved if either tendency had not been present and if coordination had not existed between them. Here in Portland, for instance, the conflicts over the I-5 security corridor, which was a direct and hasty response to the food crisis, to give those who still got to eat sirloin steaks and acai berry bowls with chia seeds and cardamom vanilla berry compotes a place to do so without being confronted by the misery and rage of those who did not. These conflicts were largely over by the legendarily dire winter of 2024 and 2025. Of course, there was never a wall on most of I-5, Mostly there were gates erected over on-ramps which opened if the driver had a platinum pass on their phone, and drones and patrol vehicles to further ensure that everyone within the corridor was carrying the required electronic signature. But in cities where actual walls were built, their construction was the site of legendary street battles, with Portland's east side construction zone, around streets like Hawthorne and Burnside and Gleason, naturally hosting some of the most cinematic. When these apocalyptic conflicts were over and the wall was built, severing the east side of the city from the west and creating a tiny zone of luxury consumption surrounded by an ocean of deprivation, a militant cadre remained, which now turned its attention to shutting down the flow of commodities into the corridor and otherwise thwarting its logistics. Fortuitously, this turned out to also be a means of appropriating desperately needed infrastructure for keeping others alive. One of the first territories the nascent I-5 saboteurs claimed was a major industrial corridor in northwest Portland on the Willamette River just south of where it enters the Columbia, where a sprawling sequence of Burlington Northern train yards fed an even more sprawling sequence of oil transloading terminals, industrial lubricant factories, and sites of heavy manufacture. What many of these sites had in common were massive arrays of storage tanks. From a distance, say the verdant ridgelines of Forest Park or the bluffs across the river, which are known in the city nomenclature simply as the bluffs, the corridor essentially appeared to be a massive tank farm, with circular tanks storing gases and cylindrical tanks storing liquids. These became the manufacture and storage sites for the city's fuel supply, the circular tanks holding gases derived from processes of decomposition, the cylinders holding biologically produced methanol and other liquid fuels. These could then be transported east across the security corridor through one of the two officially sanctioned passages, the Selwood and St. John's Bridges. Legendarily, the I-5 saboteurs, or in any case some precursor formation thereof, by capturing this northwest Portland industrial terrain, also cut off the train tracks to a dynamite factory further west, in Columbia County. And when this was realized, and the dynamite factory overrun, a frenzy of explosive assaults on the security corridor and its external infrastructure ensued. <laughs> 